Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. I get to be here today with Alexandra Caval, who describes herself as daughter of the high king and certified professional life coach. Alexandra, thank you so much for being here today with us. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and just can't wait for where God leads our conversation today. So before we get into our questions, we have a just for fun question that we like to ask our interviewees. And even before that one, though, I have to ask, so coffee or tea? Where, what's your, which side are you on? Tea, 100%. I love the scent of coffee, but just the taste of it isn't my favorite, unless it's a really super fun Starbucks drink and my, um, my ideas or preferences might be changed. But on a day-to-day basis, I'm a tea gal. All right. Do you have your tea with you today? I don't. I don't. It's one o'clock. I know. It's later there. Yes. And so I try to stop it by a certain point, but it is a really nice way to either start the day or with some herbal tea to wrap it and and end it too. Yeah. That's good. I was just thinking that today because we do the the normal question that we ask is what's your favorite prayer closet? And we'll get to that too. But I I do have my coffee today because for me, it's like it's 9 a.m. And so that's, you know, it's still in the coffee (laughs) realm. And I love that mug. It's so cute. That's half of the fun. I feel like it's the whole routine. Yeah. I love it. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. All and everything. (laughs) For those that can't see the video, it's my Alaska mug with a little moose on it. It's very cute. Little ceramic mug. Um, but yeah, back to business. So what is our, our official just for fun uh, is what is your favorite prayer closet? We ask this of everybody we interview just to see where do you feel closest to God? Yeah, so I would say probably my favorite prayer closet, that would be being outside. So I think I've had some of the best conversations with God, um, either being at the beach, you know, sitting on the beach or taking a nice walk um, or and listening to the waves. Or sometimes when it's not super hot, the heat is not my friend, kind of I know we're headed into summertime and people love that. But humidity is just not for me. But when it's nice outside, just sitting on the porch on my back deck and just, um, you know, feeling the breeze and feeling God's presence is really, really super special. But, you know, most often I would say the favorite and the most often actually look kind of different. Most often it tends to happen either at my desk or at my kitchen table, just because when I personally pray, I feel like I connect with God um, best through journaling. So sort of doing it in an active way, if you will. Um, so just the practicalities of it, that's where it ends up most oftentimes is the desk or the kitchen table. It's harder to journal with the ocean breeze flapping uh, the pages. <laughs> <laughs> or getting distracted by the beautiful views that that yeah. lost. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for sharing. Well, yes. tell us, tell us a little bit. I gave this very brief introduction, but tell us a little bit about your family and what you do as a Christian coach. Yeah, definitely. So I um, live with my husband of almost five years next month um, in Charlotte, North Carolina. We absolutely love it here. I was raised in um, Naples, Florida, so really love the beach and love the water. He was raised up in Syracuse, New York, so we are literally right in the middle right now, Um, but it's been so great. We've been here for, I guess, coming on over seven years now, and it's just been a, a wonderful place to be. 
And then for work, I'm a certified professional Christian life coach for purpose-driven women. So just women who crave more um, and want to go deeper with the Lord in their priorities. And so that's what I get to do um, through my day-to-day, through my coaching practice, grace-based Christian coaching. So what can somebody expect to gain from Christian coaching, just if they're not familiar with what Christian coaching is, and also kind of the difference between counseling and coaching, because I know that there's a difference there. Definitely. So the the women that I tend to work with, they're really um, motivated. Life looks kind of great on the outside, but doesn't necessarily feel so great on the inside. And so those are the ten, tend to be the type of people that I work with. They're maybe feeling scattered and overwhelmed. But after our time together, they just feel more intentional and rooted in their identity in Christ. Um, And they just, a lot of times they might feel like they're off center or kind of lost in the way. And we partner together so that they have a clear plan for what's ahead. Um, So it's women maybe who can identify more with Martha than Mary in the Bible. um, And they just kind of want to make a transition or change. So through our time together, they prioritize, we goal set, um, learn how to make decisions with God at the center, all those sort of good types of things. So people who want to find clarity on their calling, their passion, their purpose, um, and just even how to move forward when they're working through doubts or fears or hesitations. Um, That's sort of what we get to do together, which is so much fun and so powerful. And then you mentioned kind of coaching versus counseling. So it's a really great question um, and something that can be really fuzzy or confusing for folks. So as we kind of think about like, well, what does coaching look like? How is that different? When we think about counseling, that's looking towards um, the past. And it's a really amazing tool um, to heal from past trauma or challenges to get to a healthy current state. And so sometimes people come to me thinking they're, they want coaching, but might not be just ready for it. And that's okay. And so I'll refer them out to a counselor, hopefully a Christian counselor, um, is a first step. And then once you're kind of in a good place, but you know things could still be better or different, and maybe you're struggling to make that leap from kind of here to there on your own, that's where coaching comes in. So it's very future-focused. Um, it's action-oriented. You'll always leave with an action step. And then it's kind of like an empowerment process. Um, so sometimes people too can, might confuse coaching more so with uh, mentoring, if you will. Mm-hmm. So it's less about having someone make decisions for you. Um, and it's more about asking you just guided questions, facilitating kind of a process for you and more to come together um, and kind of just be able to move forward. It's really an equipping process. So, you know, if you really want more direction, um, there might be a different route that could be a better fit for you. Um, But the people who are maybe not committed to taking action, um, not willing to invest, or not just aren't ready to to create or see change in their life, probably just not the best fit. Um, But for those that are, they're motivated, they're ready to do it. They just might need someone to come alongside of them and um, just provide some guidance. Um, it, it, they are just experience some amazing, amazing results. So hopefully that's helpful. That is. And you know what? I think I'm going to link to a podcast episode that you did where you actually walked the host through a counseling session. That was really neat. Yes, absolutely. Um, is it behind the list by chance? Yeah. We did a conversation with Rachel. Yeah, yeah. She was so good and such a brave sport to be able to do something like that live for so many ladies. So that is a really good one to your point to just see it in real time. Like, what does it actually sound like? Yeah. Well, and I was just impressed. I thought she must have been through a lot of coaching beforehand 
to be so insightful about herself because you asked her questions and like she knew the answers and I thought, wow, that's pretty like to be able to know that about yourself. And I feel like coaching and counseling probably train you to be able to ask yourself those questions along the way, even when you don't have that counselor or that coach holding your hand through them, you know? Yeah, very much so. A huge part of coaching is just that awareness, which clearly Rachel is doing a great job. She has a huge high level of awareness, but that's a huge benefit um, from the coaching process. And then to your point, you know, a lot of clients will say it just the return on investment is really, really neat. They'll take so many of the questions or thoughts or applications with them. It's not like after a session stop, um, the, the growth stops. They start to think of this new process and way of being, and they're like, I feel like I have an Alexander on my shoulder asking what what would right. you know what I ask right now. So yes. Well, and at, on the other side of the coin, I I was thinking, did you know what she was going to ask you ahead of time? Cause you really did a great job of, of mm-hmm. asking these targeted questions. And I was kind of nervous for you at first thinking, how would you even deal with like, you know, but you like dug layer by layer and asked her questions to get her to understand more what she wanted to get out of the coaching call. It was really fun. Yeah. Really neat to oh, listen I'm to. I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, to- you have clients is at least have a decent idea of where you might want to use the session. It's coaching completely client driven. So again, it's less about me saying this is what we need to talk about today and more right. about what what you feel. So a high level idea, but uh, to be completely transparent, when I had started coaching, I guess it's been just over four years now, that was one of my biggest fears. You know, am I going to come to a session and there's going to, you know, we don't know where to go, but I mean, God is so good. And just through the training that I've worked through, and I feel like just through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, he really directs you on where to go next. And it's, yeah, it's just a beautiful example of how to trust and be present and be in the moment. Yeah. Well, and I love that that is the foundation, the foundational component of your coaching is, is God. And even on your website, you have like at the bottom, very obviously, are you something about, are you looking to know how to have a relationship with Jesus, you know, and you have the gospel right there. That's just so neat. I love your website. Yeah, well, right down the street from me, there's um, a seminary and they allow you to audit classes. And so I took an evangelism class about a year or so ago now. And that was something that they had, you know, just, you know, talking about how can we make sure we can connect with people in the different circles that God has placed us in. And I thought, oh my goodness people might be looking for that, that on the website. And so I love that you mentioned that you noticed that. Um, and I'm just delighted to be able to include that resource on it. Well, you say on, on kind of your, your bio, you tell your story on your website and you talk about struggling with three things. And I mean, I read this and I thought, oh my goodness, this is, this is so me. People pleasing, perfectionism, and works mentality. Um, basing your value on what you had accomplished and not in who you are. And I mean, I think this is kind of the, the generic story of so many women is those three things, they, they go together hand in hand. Um, Mm -hmm. So how did you, first of all, become aware of those things in yourself? And, and what was the turning point where you knew that you had to get out of that? 
such a good question. It was a really a tender time in life, but it's almost like some of those really delicate times, you can almost be sure that God is working in them. So it's really special to look back on that. But I would say the people pleasing, it kind of manifested itself in the biggest way back in the college years. So for me, that looked like even selecting a major, just had no idea, felt that's a huge decision and just wanted to rely on other people, whether it be parents or extended family or friends to say, you tell me, what should I do? I have no idea. Um, so that was <clears throat> a big part of it, as well as a master's program too. I just really wasn't in touch with what I liked, what I was good at, what I was passionate about. It was all of what, what, what do other people say? What do other people think? Um, and that was really what drove me. There was just such a lack of confidence and to go back to awareness, such a lack of self-awareness um, in that moment too. So I was, you know, just kind of terrified to make a decision or to do something. I always thought that others knew kind of better than I did. And so that was really, really tough. And I would say the turning point there, um, it's sort of to summarize, it's a long story, but to summarize it as briefly as possible, essentially I got to a point where I was in physician assistant school, decided to leave and transition to a master's program in HR. I was pre-med and psychology and undergraduate. And then <clears throat> eventually was in the HR space for quite some time, I guess close to 10 years, but after maybe about five or six, as my faith kind of grew, I started to just kind of get a nudge from the Lord. Well, what if, what if you not only were developing people for corporate values and positions, but, you know, development has always just been such a joy and come, came easily and naturally. So I thought, well, what if I could help support developing people for faith-based values and goals? And as I kind of typed into my friend Google, some different uh, combinations of words there, just some amazing things came up. One being Laura Casey, the Cultivate What Matters company. She really opened my eyes to goal setting thought, connecting. That was something that I never thought about the intersection of before. Um, and then the idea of Christian coaching. So I was really thinking of pursuing a coaching certificate, but I was more in the corporate space at that time. And um, that's when I found out about the world of Christian coaching from a phenomenal woman. Her name's Lisa. She's with um, the Proverbs 31 ministry. So she and I have developed a, a sweet friendship over the past several years. Um, that was people-pleasing. And then perfectionism kind of connected is um, it, it just it was all about grades. Um, you know, a 92 wasn't good enough. Well, why is it not a 97 or 100? And so that was a huge driver and something that, is so tangible in a way, if you will, like you're either doing great or you're not. And so that was an enormous focus. But I, something that really stood out is I remember my dad saying that a balanced life is so important, right? You don't want to just become consumed with uh, grades and education. There's so much more to life than that. And it turns out I ended up graduating. I, I've taken several AP courses, lots of summer courses, and graduated a semester early. So I didn't have plans for that semester. I was planning on going to grad school, so I just thought, you know, I'd get a breather. And I would say that semester really, that, that was the turning point for the perfectionism. That really helped give me perspective um, and just know that there's more to life than school. And that's actually a really beautiful thing. And it was just a really enriching time. And then the last but not least is that works mentality. Um, so again, just the, the way I operated was achievement equals good, achievement equals exception. And kind of like related to the above, what kind of registered with me was that 
there's again so much more to life than what you do. Um, someone had put it, you know, not only is it important to have goals around what we do, but how we feel doing them. So I think it was maybe not that long ago, maybe 2018 kind of got to a point, or 2017 had had an incredible year, had accomplished so much, um, you know, launched the business, got a promotion at work. Uh, was filling in for someone on maternity leave, just doing all of the things. Um, and I thought that I would feel great at the end of the year, but I felt exhausted and burnt out and anxious. Um, and so it just kind of helped to center me that the one thing we actually, you know, have to do or he asks us or invites us to do is to have faith in him. That's really it. And so that was sort of the turning point there for the orgs mentality. So, in that process of, of discerning those things and just kind of in getting to the point of, of feeling like you had been led to Christian coaching, what was the role of prayer throughout that, those processes? What did your prayer life look like? And was that, was that pivotal in discovering these things about yourself and, and in getting you to the place where you are right now? Yeah, I, I mean, 100%. You have to be super connected with him, especially when you're considering taking a big leap, making a big transition. So I think it was really getting quiet to see, you know, what what is he saying? Sure, I can hear from other people, and I think that's good to do to a certain extent. But ultimately, it's between you and God. Um, and so what is he showing me? What is he revealing? Uh, whether it be about certain strengths that he's installed in me or certain doors he's opening or closing. And again, to go back to awareness, right? Just really noticing kind of what's going on and what that makes sense to do or not do based on where he's leading. And so it's not just like a, you know, one-time thing, oh, we're starting the process, I'm gonna pray about it and then go off on my merry way, you know? No, it's a constant check-in um, and kind of, you know, your food for the soul just like you need to eat every day. And so, yeah, I, that I couldn't have done it without him. I could not have done all of this with my own strength. So um, yeah, pray. I, there's a quote that I've heard recently and I've been sharing with a few clients that prayer is productive. You know, pausing in prayer really matters. It is something that's active um, and that just becomes more and more real in my life as the years pass. I've actually had times where I've had a problem and I've not known what to do next or I've had a decision that I've had to make and I have had my go-to people that I call, you know, and I've called and I just remember very specifically two or three times, you know, in the last few years where I've called all those people or texted all those people and I can't get in touch with them. And I feel like God is saying, talk to me. Like I, I have the answers too. Sometimes you just need to ask me and yeah. And so I think that's, that's neat. And I think I like that. That's one of the things I like about the idea of coaching is it's not going to someone for tell me what to do. It's someone right. to point you in the direction of asking the right questions and probably shaping those prayers and those, those thought patterns to like discover that along with God. And 100%. Yeah. My, my background is in HR development and kind of the way adults learn. We, you know, we want to figure it out on our own, right? And we yeah. do best and we can stick to whatever the thing is when we've come up with it on our own. But it, again, through with Christian coaching, through the partnership of God. And so it's almost like a teaching someone how to fish type of a thing is what a lot of coaching can be too. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, we are doing something I've never done before, and I think this is really neat. We so Alana, my my co-host, and I have listener questions that are sent to us, and we'll have these coffee break episodes where we'll talk about the listener questions. And one of the ones that we got recently. I thought, oh, this is going to be, we were going to record the episode and I thought, oh wait, Alexandra could answer this probably. This would be a great question to bring up. So we had a listener question recently that kind of parallels some of the topics we're talking about. And here it is. I've been praying for directions for my future for a long time. I mostly feel like God for some reason isn't answering. Do I need to just take action towards what I think God wants me to do? How long should I just pray and wait before doing something? And I know you're not like a, a, this person isn't here for you to guide them down the path, but I'm sure you've had this kind of issue with some of your clients. What advice would you give to our listener? That's such such a good question. Um, And I would say, yes, 100% I've had clients that have been in this place, as have I, as have I bet. Right, me too. (laughs) Right now, right? And so just kind of want to start in the place to applaud this person that you are wanting and are starting in prayer and being led by him. Um, That is such a beautiful thing and the right step. And you cannot go wrong with that. It kind of, to bring it with an analogy, I kind of think sometimes of um, prayer and coaching too, if you will, is like using a GPS in a way, you know, you're probably still not going to get to the destination at the exact time that, especially if it's a long trip, that it said you might, but you're likely going to get to the destination maybe faster um, and miss some roadblocks and stuff along the way if you're in connection with him. So just kind of want to start in that place to encourage whoever this is. And then I would say um, personally, from my own experience, that obedience is such a big part of this all Um, and and kind of with my journey from corporate to coach just one of the big things I'd recognize is that sometimes you've just got to take the next step and then he's going to show you the the next one Um, he might not lay out the entire map and that can be crazy frustrating for all of us planners and the people who like to see in the future but sometimes he just wants to see that you you'll be obedient you have faith to do the next thing Um, and there's purpose behind that. So really clarity comes, I would say, from action. But then I'd also kind of go back to, again, maybe connecting to the constant connection with him. Um, Just we've got to have these checkpoints along the way. So just making sure that um, you're noticing what he's doing throughout this path. Is he opening doors? Is he closing doors? What are you learning about yourself along the way? And sort of include that in the process, right? It's um, living and breathing and evolving. But I would also say how valuable, you know, mentors are, too, in this space, too. Um, Sometimes we might, especially if it's something super sensitive, kind of want to keep it close or keep it within. But I would really encourage um, whatever that thing you're feeling led to is maybe finding someone who is doing that thing and connect with them and or a spiritual mentor to you who can connect with you from a faith-based perspective. I think it's really important and healthy to spend time kind of thinking and dreaming um, on our own, but then it's also invaluable uh, to speak with those people who are actually in that place um, to get the various perspectives. So that's going to be really helpful. It's going to make it more real to you when you articulate what you're thinking and working through to someone else. Um, But then kind of, again, going back to one of the things that we already touched on is just ultimately the decision you know, is between you and God. So taking that, but then recognizing um, 
you, you know you best, you really do, and so does he. And so where are you feeling led after kind of doing all the due diligence? Um, so that, that's what I might have for that question. I love that. That's great advice. I love the GPS analogy because I, I have a horrible sense of direction. And the GPS gives me freedom. I mean, just having the GPS gives me this like uh, just real comfort and a freedom to go in a direction and to wait for the recalculating. That's right. <laughs> so I could see where it would be really helpful, you know, if, if, if our listener takes a first step to have that comfort that as long as she's listening for God's voice, that if she takes the wrong step, he, she's going to hear recalculating <laughs> with well. the next, you know, the detour to get back on track. And I, I love that. I, yeah, that's really neat. So what was another, there was something else I wanted to get to. Oh, okay. This is very, this is something I got when I was listening to one of your other podcast episodes that I, really resonated with me. What would you say to a woman who has dreams and goals, but feels selfish for either praying for them or pursuing them? Because I have struggled with this and I've heard people and kind of seen, like, do you think there's this like stoicism, this stoic mentality where if it doesn't hurt, if it's not a sacrifice, then it's not from God? Oh, this is such a good question. It's so good and so hard all at once. Um, and I'll say personally, uh, 100% was in that place thinking, you know, I, I found myself in PA school and I now I just, you know, see something with medicine or the hospital and cringe thinking like, how, how could I do that? Why was I thinking that I was fit for that? Cause someone else told me to do it because it was hard and it felt uncomfortable and it felt totally out of my comfort zone. I thought, well, I'm only doing the right thing if I feel crazy uncomfortable and challenged when I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's such good in the challenge. We always want to grow and evolve um, and kind of see where the Lord is trying to refine us. Don't get me wrong. That is huge. But, you know, it also makes me think of how beautiful strengths are and how they just bless you in such a big way. They bless others in such a big way when we're kind of walking through, you know, how how, how did he create you to be? And there's really a lot of purpose in the intentionality behind that and are we using that and are someone say something along the lines of what's what is duh to you that's mind-blowing to everyone else and that's mm-hmm. kind of your sweet spot if you will um, and even thinking like to use another analogy like sports you know someone that is a star you know football player isn't probably going to spend all of his free time um, you know, practicing golf. Like, no, he wants to refine and get better at his craft. Um, and that's, a, that's okay. And a lot of times it's a really healthy thing. Um, and there's just so much joy in that place. And I can speak from that, especially, you know, when you're in the flow. That for me, Christian coaching feels like being in the flow. It's easy. It's natural. I feel God moving through me. And then just you hear the results that people are getting. So kind of thinking, well, what is that for you? Um, and then I would just add a couple of other things too. You you don't want to do whatever that thing is apart from him, right? You want to do it with him. So that really makes me think of uh, the first John 15, 5. I'm the vine, you're the branches. Mm -hmm. You remain in me and I in you. You will bear much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. And that is so true. And that is so relevant. So kind of just thinking, again, whatever that thing is, just abiding in him, letting him work through you 
as you do it if you want to see results. Um, but then, you know, adding from the other perspective too, I think this is, this takes a lot of maybe humility um, and vulnerability to ask this question. And I think there's a valid concern to it too. Um, so I think you want to ask yourself, is this thing, is this more about me um, or is it more about others? And then how is it, or maybe is it not glorifying God? Um, how is it using my gifts? How is it living in partnership with him? So I think those are some really good questions to consider. And then if you feel maybe selfish pursuing your goals, you might want to check your priorities as well. Um, so this is something that there's a, a group called She Works His Way, um, amazing, amazing organization. And one of the things that they've really helped me to remember and center in on is that we've got three main priorities in this order, and it's God first, family second, business third and has our, our, our work, whatever it is for you. Um, it has that kind of your number three, maybe become your number one. And if it is, that's probably something you should be aware of and make some shifts around. Um, and then the last kind of quote I'd leave you with is I've just been reading a book lately. It's called A Holy Pursuit. Um, and a lot of the, the content really kind of hits you um, in a, I think, really healthy, but sometimes uncomfortable way. And one of the things she had said, too, that I just read last evening, which is great timing for today, is that we are allowed to dream so long as our dreams do not become our identity. And I would say that just can can become dangerous or real or too big for us too quickly, especially if it's something um, that we love. And so just something to be aware of. You know, dreams are great. Dreams are a blessing. But our identity and who we are is in the Lord. Yeah, very true. And, you know, I've been through that in many different areas of my life where I've had to stop and say, okay, this thing is good. Yeah. But can I hold it with open hands and honestly yeah. be willing for God to take it away and be okay with that? And there've been times when that thing has been taken away and there've been times when it hasn't, but the willingness to lay it on the altar has to be there or because I think the temptation is when we are operating in the gifts that God has equipped us to operate in, um, right. that, that flow feeling can, can, if unchecked could lead yeah. to pride or could lead to doing it on your own without that, you know, GPS recalculating when it needs to, you know? So yeah. yeah. Well, good. I love that quote. What was the title of that book again? Mm -hmm. A Holy Pursuit. Okay. I, I know that book. I just, yeah, I have to, I'll, maybe I'll link to that too. Cause that's a great quote. Yeah. Well, great. Well, Alexandra, um, how can people find you online and on, or on social media? Where do you like to be found? <laughs> I know it's so many, so many places that we can be found nowadays. Uh, I would say a couple of really fun spots to check out. One, the website, gracebasedchristiancoaching.com has so many valuable resources um, and options out there. And a couple of the maybe fun ones to call out. Uh, one, if you're looking to find kind of more about um, the purpose, mission, vision, all of that, who did God create you to be? We've got a signature program that dives into all of that. So that's gracebasedchristiancoaching.com forward slash signature program. Mm -hmm. um, and if you kind of just want, you're curious to think, you know, is is Christian coaching for me and um, where am I right now? What could be helpful? I'll offer a clarity call to women who are interested in figuring out more about that. And so it's 45 minutes. Um, 
complementary and kind of dig into what are your big challenges, what are your big goals. Um, so you kind of get a taste of coaching along the way and then kind of dive into what it might be to work together. Um, so that's gracefacechristiancoaching.com forward slash book dash online. So those are a couple of different places. And then of course, Instagram, love to hang out on there. And I'm at gracefacechristiancoaching over on Instagram. Okay, well, that's good. Um, and how can we be praying for you today? It could be personal, professional, anything. Thank you so much. I love this. Um, I would probably say to just, and I don't think it's for me, I don't think it's a one-time thing. It's just having the discipline over and over again to allow myself to be led by kind of in what we're connecting now today, be, allow myself to continually be led by the Lord, mm-hmm. be driven by him, let him do the leading. Um, just remember that that takes constant awareness and constant refocus and just resting in the fact. Um, sometimes you can feel so capable and, and that's a good thing um, at times, but really remembering that his plans are always higher always better than your own. Um, Personally, I'm about to head into a big season of transition and change. And just sometimes in those moments, it can, um, it it can feel hard to just completely surrender, but you know that that is the right response. And so just the discipline, joy, comfort um, in doing that and doing that well would be a cherished prayer at this time. Okay, well, we'll do it. Well, thank you so much for being here, and um, I'm going to close this in prayer. God, we just thank you for this time, and I thank you for Alexandra being willing to come here and just share her expertise, share the gifts that you have given her um, to just encourage women that are listening right now. We lift her up to you, God. We just pray that you would um, just be right by her side during this transition time that you would help her to just be constantly aware of her need for you, her need to rely on you. Remind her and prompt her to go to you in prayer. Um, Just hold her firmly in your hand, Lord, that she wouldn't be able to stray very far from you. And we just pray that you would give her targeted vision, targeted direction, that there would be just no, no question about your, which voice is yours, that your voice would be clear in her mind, that all of the other noise would just fade away into the background. We just um, thank you for the gifts that you've given her and the calling that you've placed on her life. And we just pray that you would launch her forward, that you would open doors for her, God, that this would be a season of um, growth and a season of, of change in a way that would just propel her forward, God. And we just ask all these things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show. And we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.